Hey. Hi. Welcome to the very first episode of the RLT. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, cheers. This tea is excellent, by the way. Great. Great tea. Very dry. <laughs> uh, so... Tell me a little about you. What do you do? How long you been at Zillow? What's your name? Great. My name is Danielle Owens. I am the employee referrals recruiter. I run our referrals program here at Zillow. I've been at Zillow for just over two years. Almost two and a half. Math. No thanks. I love my job. I tell people, I mean, it's, it varies week to week, but generally I am really excited for Monday morning. That's people awesome. are like, what? But I really am excited because I love the people that I work with. I love the things that we're doing. I'm really excited about the mission of our company. Like I just genuinely, I believe in what we're doing. And I think that the people who I work with believe in me. And that makes a world of difference. Nice. So do you think that, like, you being excited for Monday morning is, like, a dawn thing or, like, a recruiting thing? <laughs> it's definitely a dawn thing. Okay. If you talk to all the recruiters, <laughs> they would not say that. I mean, oh morning, my gosh. Yeah. mornings in general for right. me, I'm like, hell no. I, would, I mean, I, the mornings are challenging, but Mondays, like, Mondays I don't. Mondays are fine. Mondays are, I just like coming to work. People like to say hi here. Someone told me a story about how when they interviewed, they thought that Zillow staged smiling people <laughs> so that when they walked down the hall, that like people would come around the corner like, just, hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're friendly people. We're smiling people. Yeah. Just not in the morning. For no. 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 So I'm going to do some rapid fire questions. I'm okay. going to do like a minute of rapid fire questions. Great. And let's see where we get to. Excellent. Answer as fast as you can. Okay. Fave tea. Earl Grey. First job. Uh, restaurant. Cats or jo- dogs? Damn. Dogs. Jogs. Irrational fear. Heights. Chocolate milk or strawberry milk? Chocolate. Uh, describe yourself as a teenager in three words. Awkward. Nerdy. Awkward. <laughs> Biggest pet peeve. Inefficiency. Who do you admire most? Megan Varner. Mm. Fave summer activity. Sitting outside in the sun. Okay, if you were a flavor of ice cream, what would you be? Funfetti. Morning person or night person? Night. First thing you do when you get up in the morning? Look at my phone. <laughs> Random talent. Oh, um, I'm a good cook. Okay. Something you own that you wish you didn't? I have so much junk. Um, just get rid of it all? I've, I have a friend that's trying to minimize my life. He's like, just let me in and I'll throw all your crap away. And I'm like, please don't. I probably have, I've got clothes that need to just go. Okay. They don't fit anymore. How many years old do you think those clothes are? 15. All right. Yep. Yeah, they should go. They should go. All right. Uh, last thing. Finish this. When I dance, I look like... I'm enthusiastically involved in dancing. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. You're just... Passionate. So very, very passionate. Your face looks very enthusiastic yeah. right now. They can't hear that, but you just... You look enthusiastic. <laughs> Great. Uh, let me ask you... That was a, fun. A few things. Okay. Thank you for that speed You're round. welcome. That was a fantastic speed round. Tell me something that people at work don't really know about you. That it is, I feel like people are, they only get the energy side and I get tired too. I get tired of talking to people also. I really, I get a lot of energy from it, but by the end of the week, I need to recharge also. Um, I think when we went to San Francisco for the leadership offsite and 
I got home Friday and I slept all day Saturday basically because I was so exhausted from the peopling all day and all night that but people think of me and they're like oh she loves people and I do love people but I also get tired that's that happens that's yeah. okay I mean I think I've seen you tired yeah I just get I think it's normal to get pulled down a little bit by the things that are happening in your life and drained, but I, I am super optimistic and positive and like glass half full. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I it catches people you. off guard. Like you're kind of like Crystal in that sense. Like mm-hmm. you might look real tired, and then I'll be like, "Hey, Don," and it's like all the enthusiasm again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, I turn it on for other people because I enjoy that. Can I ask you a tough question? Yes. Do you ever get imposter syndrome? That's a really good question. I didn't even know what imposter syndrome was okay, until maybe, like a year ago. Okay, well, like, explain to us what what your what you see as imposter syndrome. Yeah, I and consider then, imposter syndrome a lack of confidence for whatever reason. There's a lot of variable reasons, right? Like you have a new job and you're like, well, they don't think they don't know that I can do the job yet, and so maybe they don't think I'm as good as I know I am. I run a lot of sometimes false confidence. (laughs) It's very rare that my confidence plummets low enough that it affects the work that I'm trying to do. Um, because I'll just like bear in a China shop, this bull, bull in a China shop, run into any situation. Uh, yeah. (laughs) And so I, I don't really identify with imposter syndrome. I know okay. that it's a common thing for women specifically, but I... It's you function a, on the other side. I do. I function on... Yeah, overconfidence, and that bites me for sure in a different way. Okay, so tell me then, you're overconfident about something, and then something humbles you. Oh, yeah. That happens a I lot. I was going to swear in there, but I held back. Yeah, good job. So tell me what you do then. I shut my mouth. Right? Like, I observe and sit back and listen and try to learn the things that I clearly didn't know. Sometimes my enthusiasm can cross bridges of incompetence. Not the bridge, though. No, not the bridge. No, not rich. No. I mean, like, if you just need a tour guide to, like, be excited about the things that they don't know they're looking at and, like, look at that cool thing. I don't know what it is, but, like, we're so excited. That's me for sure. Um, That's how I typically run when I don't know what's going on. Uh, But we need straight tour guides that are experts in all the things off the bridge. That's what I consider the people we hire to be. When I don't know something, I try to be self-aware and pay attention and know like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah, I didn't know that. And I'll call myself out. I'm very reflective. I feel like own it is a one of our core values that I embody really strongly because if I don't know it, I'm not afraid to say you're right. I didn't know that. And it might make me not feel good in the moment, but then it also drives me a lot harder to find out what that is and know it for next time. So is it your favorite core value? And turn on the lights. Okay, cool. Because I like to tell people all the things. <laughs> Just like inform people to mm-hmm. give them, to empower them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Include and empower through turning on the lights. Right? So many Damn, good core values. Okay. What is the best advice you could give someone trying to close a candidate? I would say be authentic. Connect with the candidate and remind them 
ideally you share with a candidate why you are a Zillow group. And I think the core of recruiting is connecting to candidates. And so being able to listen to their pain points and connecting that back to what Zillow has to offer is the clincher there. But then the special thing about Zillow is that you're a person, not just a number. And so sharing your personal story with someone and helping them give examples of personal times that people felt like, a person and not a number is a great way to help close a candidate. So do you think being authentic is the most important skill that a recruiter can have? I I feel very strongly about it. About authenticity. Mm-hmm. Authenticity. All right. Come goes in line with like the turning on the lights. Mm-hmm. I see that. What's the hardest thing or like your biggest roadblock about being a manager? Uh being a manager is challenging because you have to wear a lot of hats, right? You have your own job. And you have their job to observe and make sure that's being done correctly, which falls on you and your job. But then you also have their, like, their whole person managing them as a person, right? Their development is a huge part of that. And your own development. There's just a lot of things that need to get done. And managing all of those expectations and meeting and exceeding those bars consistently is hard. And there's a lot of weeks where you don't hit that. And that is challenging when you care so much. This doesn't have to be your current manager, but what would a manager say is the hardest thing about managing you? That's a good... (laughs) I have a lot of good things about managing me. Uh, There goes confidence mm-hmm. okay right yeah, imposter like syndrome not okay. my problem not you my can problem start with that if you want to get the ball rolling just like no. start listing real good things and then just lay it on the audience one of my challenges is being consistent with my effort and I think that as I continue to grow and as I want to take on all the things and be yellow and be involved in everything being intentional with the effort is one of my challenges but I feel like that's always been a challenge also I talk a lot (laughs) and like since kindergarten like literally I've gotten in trouble for talking so I feel like that's not uh, a current manager issue but like now it's part of my job and that's the best situation for me ever I appreciate you talking a lot (laughs) okay great yeah (laughs) I don't know we always we always got stuff to say yeah it's fun. It makes work fun. Yeah. You know, like you're like one of those people that I know that if I'm like, need some social time. Yeah. Dawn. That's mm-hmm. who I go to. Yeah. There's I learned like to wear my like people. noise canceling headphones. Because <laughs> people like me bug you. Because people want to <laughs> talk to me because I want to talk to yeah. you. But sometimes I have to get crap done. Mm-hmm. And like that's a hard place for me because I do want to talk space. to you. An open workspace, but also, like, I can't because I want to talk to you tomorrow, but if I don't get this thing done, I may not be allowed to come back tomorrow. That's fair. Yeah, so. Yeah, well, we want you to come back. So balance, it's important. Um, Okay, so, because we're in annual review time, Mm -hmm. what is... Mm -hmm. I'm going to edit this out. What do you think is the most important thing for an employee to prepare when going into an annual review with their manager? I think that the most important thing for that time period, and like I'm talking November through 
January or February when we deliver them. Is, Our very long annual review. It's a very period. long annual <laughs> review period. It's exhausting. Is self-awareness. Like, you're going to hear things that you might not have seen about yourself. Ideally, you knew those things. We've talked about those things. You've seen them. You know their opportunities. So I think that being open to feedback is just crucial. Hopefully, there's no surprises, right? Like, I consistently get reviews that I'm like, yep, 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 yep. We've been talking about this. This is great. Recap. Blah, blah, blah. Move on. Um, I am surprised when people are surprised by their reviews because even if you are not super good at reading between the lines, I would hope that an employee is asking, like, how can I be better? What can I do consistently? And they're getting some sort of feedback, even if not from your direct manager, from your peers or skip level or somebody, right? Mm -hmm. And so being self-aware and saying like, I don't feel like I've grown in a minute. How can I challenge myself and ask other people outside of my circle how I can grow? So you got to actually listen. You got to listen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually listening. Mm-hmm. That's what a concept, right? <laughs> Active listening. Active listening. Put your phone down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Close your laptop for just one second. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some advice. You go into a meeting, close right. your laptop. Right. Yeah. Like tip tap the tip the the emailing while other people are talking. Like I get an email here and there. I get uh like the phone stuff, but like consistent working in meetings, like just don't come. Like stay at your desk. That's fine, right? Like somebody prepared content and they're trying to share it out and you're not actually there. Just don't come. That's the side. Put down your phone. Yeah. Close your laptop. Mm-hmm. Be present. Be present. Listen. Mm-hmm. Be aware. Yeah. All right. Since we're just spewing advice. Yeah, apparently. What's the most important advice you would give your former self? I would tell myself to lean in earlier. You you weren't, you used to not be a lean in? Yeah, I know. If you can imagine, I feel like the confidence I had uh, has become more genuine, but it used to be just fake, right? Covering what I didn't want to look at like a fake it till you make it thing fake it till you make it for sure exactly and I've learned in the last couple of years that the person that I am is great not great for everyone not great for everything and that's okay but the things that I'm great at I'm really really good at them and that's awesome but I used to hold back on those things because they're so different from other people talk a lot and that is not for everyone but I let it tear me down when people were not okay with that but it Uh, actually has so many great applicable work business uh, cases where it's needed yeah where it makes people feel comfortable where Mm -hmm. it moves things forward and if I had known that I would have been able to develop my skills sooner into the more honed in version that it is today yeah sometimes your strengths are also your weaknesses but you just gotta be cool with it yeah one last question okay you have this teacup here yeah for those of you listening at home or at your desk i brought in a bunch of random ass teacups (laughs) from what did someone call the other day saint vinnie's what's that place called yeah saint vincent there we go there we go Mm -hmm. i bought a bunch of these and brought them in and you picked your favorite one Mm mm-hmm Describe for people what you picked, why, and, like, who do you think owned that before? Like, tell me this cup story. I love this. This is a challenging thing because uh, using purposeful words is 
harder for me than just using a lot of words. I was going to say, you use all the words. I use all the words. But then got to hone in uh, I, on the words. So I have an octagonal saucer. Got It's a square shape with, like, butted in sides. And it is this soft, pale pink. Can uh, I just say that? Yeah. When you're identifying a shape, you're talking about sides, not corners? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have small children. We <laughs> talk about the sides of things. How many sides does it have? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Oh, fuck. I thought there were six. Yeah. Damn. No, sorry. I'm going to have to edit right? that shit out. <laughs> All the swearing. Uh, I feel like it's the... Thought what, it was a hexagon. What I really liked about this one was that it's structured, mm-hmm. but still soft. And I mm-hmm. like the pink color is delicate, mm-hmm. but it still seems strong. Like the cup is delicate, but it's got this like pretty badass face. it's tall. Yeah, it's tall, so it'll hold a lot of fluids. I like that as well. Great. It looks like if I drop it a little bit, it's not going to break. Okay. Which I can appreciate. It's got nine lives. Yeah, it's got nine lives. Yeah, I like this soft pink color because it was different from all the white ones. True. Well, the other ones are white based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tell me its history. Where do you think it was before? Oh man, that's oh, a, I love this idea. Let me let me feel the cup, and then I'll be able to sense it. Right, like I can like pull the past histories of this cup. I mean, obviously, the sweetest grandma you've ever met in your entire life owned this. What was her name? She her name was Denise. Okay. She was a firecracker. Like this is the grandma that be dropping swear words. Mm-hmm. And, like, talks about inappropriate things when you're like, Grandma, please be quiet. <laughs> Sit quietly. And she's like, no, I refuse to be quiet. You cannot quiet me. I gave birth to your parent who gave birth to you. And you yield to me, small child. And she was fierce. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's Badass yeah. grandma made Badass named grandma. Denise. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Or maybe right. Victoria. Okay. Veronica. Oh. Oh, that's Veronica. This is a Veronica cup. That's a cup. Veronica. It, it speaks to me because our Veronica, she's kind of like that. It's kind of the same thing. Badass. Too badass. She's yeah. badass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fierce. Nice. Gets it done. Well, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. me today. Yeah, absolutely. Cheers. Cheers. That cup, Veronica's cup, will yes. now live on your desk. <laughs> If you sit in Seattle, go by Dawn's desk and uh, and check out the Veronica Cup. Yeah. I'm still going to be embarrassed forever that I thought that had six sides. Yeah, that's okay. That's embarrassing. I'm going to let people count it, and then they can stop by your desk and, yeah. and just rub it in. Do I keep the swear words in it? Probably. Do I beep them? Authentic. Oh, be authentic. Authenticity. Authenticity. I'm right. here for it. Cheers. Oh.